Thank you for tuning in to the Royals in Action broadcast today. Your participation means a lot to us. The essence of this program is to educate you on how to apply the Word of God practically to bring about positive outcomes in your daily situations. And joining us for this insightful journey is R.K. Achina. So, we've been talking on the subject after doing all you could, and our like has to continue from where we left off the other day, right after a quick review of what we've been discussing so far. Last week, we saw Luke chapter 5, 1 through 7, and I want to quickly go over that to refresh our memories and to help those who missed last service round up some of the essential points we touched. Amen. Amen. Luke 5, 1 through 7. I read. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing nevertheless at your word i'll let down the net and when they had done this they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking so they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them amen amen and in this test we saw that peter and the fishers had done everything they knew in the books and still got zero results. They worked hard all night and couldn't catch anything. But what did they do after doing all they could? A better question is, what do you do after doing all you could? What do you do after failing to get your ideal marriage? to get the right person? What do you do after failing to get a job, to get rid of the sickness, to get rid of the addiction, the bitterness? What do you do? We highlighted two steps you can take after doing all you could. Number one, restoring your hope. Restoring your hope. To reach the point where you've done all you could, you must have been worn out, you must have been weakened and on the brink of giving up. Giving up on yourself, on God and on everybody else. And we saw the hopelessness of the situation in what Peter said to Jesus. We've toyed all night and caught nothing. Peter and the fishers were at a point in life where there is no other option than to yield. There is no other option than to give up and go home. But Peter restored his hope when Jesus told him to try again. That's the first thing to do, restore your hope. Number two, willing to submit to God's will. Willing to submit to God's will. We found out from the test that the primary reason we don't get the expected results is that we always do things our own way. 
and that's exactly what Peter and the fishers were doing they were relying on their ability and their fishing experience following their own will and doing things their own way and that's the reason they caught nothing immediately Peter submitted to the Lord's will he started seeing results Once you submit to doing things God's way, you too will start seeing results. Hallelujah. Today, I want to reveal to you the last steps you have to take after restoring your hope and submitting to the Lord's will. Acting on God's word. Acting on God's word. That's the last step. Do what God says to do. let's return to our original test here and notice what the sit verses in Luke 5 and when they had done this they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking and when they had done this what what Jesus said to do they got their miracle they got their breakthrough the Bible says they had extraordinary success after acting on God's word. Look, once you do things God's way, that's when you experience a major difference in your life. When you do what God said to do, that's when supernatural doors begin to open. Immediately you take holds of God's word and act on it, that's when God's explosion begins to spring forth in your life can i get an amen the word of god in itself cannot fail it cannot fail it has no potency to fail god had already said his word shall be exactly what proceeds out of his mouth for it shall not return to him void but shall accomplish what he pleases and prosper in the thing for which he sent it. His word cannot fail. It will always accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. Amen. You may have failed to act on God's word or perhaps you couldn't stick with it long enough to get the manifestation of it. But that doesn't mean the word of God failed. It means you lost out. Let me tell you something. The word of God is like a seed. A seed never fails to produce. A seed never fails to bring forth a tree, fruits, and a harvest. It never does. A seed will always produce whatever it is meant to produce. But ignoring to plant it, you refuse the seed its natural ability to produce. Are we clear? And let's just say you planted the seed, okay? Yet out of carelessness, you denied it enough water and light and failed to sustain it in the proper condition necessary for growth. Guess what happens next? You will lose your harvest, that's right. And you can't blame the seed for not producing. <laughs> The seed didn't fail you. You lost out. You failed yourself. 
In the same way the word of God cannot fail. It is always the person who fails to act out the word. And when you don't work the word, you miss out on the blessing or the miracle the word could have handed out to you. The Bible says, the grass with us, and so do the flowers, by the word of God endures forever. It doesn't fail. Now, here is the interesting part. In most cases, you get instant results as soon as you act on God's word. Like in Peter's case here, you see. Immediately, they launched the nets into the deep waters. As the Lord had said, they got what they wanted. Almost instant, you see. But sometimes, the situation gets worse once you start acting on the word. And that's the devil's way of stealing the miracle from you. To get you in doubt. To get you thinking, maybe it's not God's will to have that thing. Maybe it's not his will to be free from that situation. The problem is, we have programmed our minds that way. That if it's the right solution, that if it's the right answer to our problem, things will just line up easily for us. And I get it, I get it, because that really works in the physical world. In this world, when you have body pains and you take a painkiller, you expect to feel much better, don't you? And you actually feel much better, it doesn't get worse. But in the spiritual realm, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, <laughs> against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against supernatural wickedness in high places. So things go downhill most of the time. And that's when we know it's working. That's when we know it's working. In the physical realm, once the situation gets better, we know whatever we did worked. So if we took a tablet and saw our bodies being restored, then we know the tablet was working. But when the situation worsens, it is a sign something has gone wrong. It is a sign something has really gone wrong. I'm talking about the physical world here, okay? What I'm trying to say is that in the physical world, we see first before we believe that's working. <laughs> However, in the spirit realm, 90% of the time, it's kind of the opposite, not always. When things get worse, that's when it's really working. And you have to stick with God's word long enough to see the manifestation of it. <laughs> Do you realize that shortly after you started the business God said to set up, the bills started multiplying? Did you realize that when you started confessing your healing, that's when the pain and the symptoms worsened? 
do you recognize that immediately you threw off that toxic relationship that's when you felt the loneliest and the most remorseful time in your life exactly welcome on board listen it's gonna get worse frequently on here and sometimes it will rain on your parade that's what paul calls the fight of faith <laughs> let me relate this to you when the lord spoke to moses to go to pharaoh to bring his people from captivity as soon as moses acted on god's word things got worse things really got worse for him yeah it turns out that he went to pharaoh all right but it didn't go as expected for him moses didn't get israel's freedom instantly things got really bad the Israelites were slaves under Pharaoh's empire and the Egyptians provided them with straws to work now when Moses confronted Pharaoh the situation went from good to bad and then from bad to ugly <laughs> Pharaoh made a decree to Israel to gather their straws now without any sort of assistance, any sort of help, which became a tremendous burden for the people of Israel. Long story short, Moses had to confront Pharaoh nine times before releasing the Israelites from captivity. This is to confirm that the miracle is not always instant, as many people think they are sometimes the devil wants a challenge he wants to put up a fire with you first but if you have the faith if you have the courage and tenacity to face this challenge and win you will be rewarded with a miracle you seek this fight is what paul calls the fight of faith this involves the lies the devil tells you, making you feel God's promises are not meant for you. It includes the criticisms you get from your loved ones while acting on God's word. It covers the strong opposition you're seeing at every turn. The devil does all these frightening things to get you to consider the terrible situations you are in right now if you could only get your attention from the promise to the horrifying situation you're in right now you're likely to yield then he wins the fight if he could get you to see the storms the boisterous winds and the tempest of life instead of our Lord Jesus Christ then he could get you to drown drawn in despair in frustration if only the devil could get your mind on the pain of that sickness instead of on god's promise of healing then he could get you to give up and stop the confession 
if only he could get you to consider all the emotional pain and hurts of the past then he could prevent you from taking your relationship to the next level and that's the devil's goal for your life and it's obvious right now to steal the blessing from you by convincing you to stop acting on god's word But if you could remain steadfast, if only you could remain unmoved and indifferent of the surrounding storms, if only you could stand your ground against whatever the devil is trying to do to get your attention on and separate yourself from the discouraging things your close friends are saying, you will win the fight of faith and your miracle will be ascertained. Tell you what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 be steadfast, I immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Now, the word steadfast here is from the Greek word hydraios, which means seated. So what Paul is suggesting here is to be seated and unmoved. <laughs> Do you realize you can't move when you're seated? You can't move. You can't move when you're seated on a bed. You can't move when you're seated on a couch or a bench or a log or on the ground. You can't move. The only way to move is when you stop sitting but once you're seated I you're seated and you can't move the word sit implies a static position fixed an established place you can't sit and move at the same time so Paul is trying to say take God's word and sit on it Ooh, she didn't get it Paul is saying that sit on God's promises. I sit on God's word. Sit, be seated, firm, established, secure, and remain unmoved. Ay, 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 ay. The devil is gonna show up again, reminding you of what the doctor said. Remind the devil of what God said about your healing. That Jesus bore your sicknesses and infirmities and that by his stripes, you are healed. You gotta tell him this time, you are seated firmly right now. Uh-huh. You are seated securely and unmovable right now. Your behind is right where it needs to be right now. On God's word. And not even a bulldozer can get you to move. From today forward, whatever the devil reminds you of, you gotta remind him about what the Lord said. And sit on that word and remain unmovable unmoved by what you're hearing unmoved by what you're seeing unmoved by what you're feeling after you done all you could restore your hope 
be submissive even if it makes no sense at all and then take action on God's word God richly bless you thank you for joining us in this enlightening journey today before we wrap up subscribe to our podcast so you're kept in the loop about our next amazing episodes to join our community or support our ministry click the link in the description or visit royalsinaction.org until next time Royals in Action is here to remind you to embrace your destiny as a chosen channel of God's royalty. God bless you.